Ken and Anthony on a potential Shane Bieber trade. The call to arms for every baseball fan is just get into the postseason, give me a chance. That's all you need to do is have a chance, get into the postseason. There's always been, hey, 86, 85 win teams have made it to the World Series before. Just give me a chance, get into the postseason. If they were to be a couple of games up, which means they would be back over 500, so they'd have to be playing good baseball by then. So if they were going to be a couple of games up in the division, which is a tough ask, but we're going a month and a half from now, and there were no Tristan McKenzie there, well, then I think I got to move on, right? I I think I got to stick. I think I have to stick. Because if I'm taking away a chance just to get in, I'm taking away a chance to roll the dice. And I know I could hold on to Shane Bieber and just get bounced in a wild card round, and that's it. Okay, I got that too. But that's what we're dealing with here. And it stinks. Like, I I get it. As far as a message to the fans, like, the the day they trade Bieber, a bunch of fans will think, oh, we instantly got worse. But, uh, I mean... Feel like their track record that exists. Well, for the time being, proven. they would have in- instantly got worse for for, the short, for a I, short period depends. of time. Who are they getting? Who, who, are, who are they getting? What major league ready type player are they getting? Well, Daryl has his heart set on a bopper, and I don't think anybody's just going to trade your boppers for Shane Bieber. I mean, he he's just got this idea that Barry Bonds is out there, and they're going to be able to trade for him. I don't I don't think that that's a pot. We'll talk to Daryl at eight, but I I don't think that that's necessarily a possibility. It's just if you're it would make things very convenient if you were still in the same spot you're in. But if you are a game or two up or right there in the thick of things, it's just, it's very hard to make that move. And it, yeah, you'll deal with backlash. You've done it before, but it's hard for me to look at it and say, well, let's understand this knowing that, Hey, you've given up on an opportunity. I just feel like if they ended up selling and they ended up getting rid of Shane Bieber, it's all going to come down to where they're at in the division. If they're within a couple games and you realistically feel like they can get into the postseason, then they owe you, the fan base, that opportunity. They owe you a chance. Once you get your ticket punched, that's all you need. They owe you that chance. If you're within striking distance, you got to make a run for it. If they're five or six games out, though, then I think we all know what's going to happen. And I, I hate to put it that way, but it's just truth. All comes down to where they sit five weeks from now. That's why the upcoming five weeks of baseball is going to be the most important stretch of baseball that we see up until the very last game of the season. Like, it's going to be very, very important that they get off to a really, really hot stretch here and no better way to get out of a slump or what is perceived as a slump than taking on the Oakland A's. All right, we go to afternoon drive. It's Nick's way of eating cake and insulting Dustin in the process. I mean, I I actually like birthday cake with milk dumped all over it. We've talked about this before. No, we haven't. That's delicious. Um, Sounds. Milk? What? Yeah. You pour milk on your cake? Well, no, you put cake in a bowl, and then you put milk on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like chocolate. I don't think you're in here talking bleep. Why wouldn't you just eat ice cream? Why would you put milk in it? Why do you want warm milk around it? it Why do you think the milk is warm? Well, it's going to sit there. No, it's not. You eat the damn thing. Before. What What the hell are you talking about? You dip about? your cake in milk? I don't dip it. That's weird. I I douse it. And then I eat it as quickly I've, as I possibly I've, can. I've heard exactly zero people ever say they've done that before. Well, you also don't like chocolate. So, I mean, I think your well, that own taste is a little I understand sus people there. do like chocolate. I've never heard anybody liking that. 216-474-0092. That's bizarre. That, oh, yeah, that's weird. screw every one of you guys trying to judge me. With your no-having sugar asses. Didn't land the plane there. You need to put a poll out there 
Maybe Dustin should do it. Who pours milk on their cake? I've, I don't think I'm that's a being poll. Being 100% honest. I don't think that's a poll. I think it would be, <laughs> do you? No, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do uh, you? Have you ever heard of people pouring 216 milk 216-474-0092. Do you pour milk on your cake? I totally had something here, too, and you bastards ruined it. It feels wrong. I, so I've never, I've never had it. So I can't speak on it. The texture is what seems like it would be off, right? The, the texture seems like it would be kind of gross. Here's a secret about me that I don't have never told you guys before. I don't like milk. And so this is very unappealing to me simply because I don't like milk. I don't like drinking milk. I will drink milk in cereal. It's the only time I have milk. But I have never once poured a glass of like 12 ounces of milk and sat down and been like, this is a fun time. It's not something I do. And so I, it's not for me. It's not for me. But I feel like if you're, if you're a fan of the, the, you know, if you're, like, if you like to take the Oreos and dip the Oreos into milk, I don't know why this isn't like a cousin of that. This seems like it's very, very close to being. If you love that, if you love taking the Oreos, dumping it in the milk, and making yourself a day, then I feel like you should be milk on top of chocolate cake guy. I feel like Nick is speaking to you guys, so I can't speak on it. It's not my deal. I don't. I, I don't. I don't like milk, but. It doesn't sound very appealing. But if you like Oreos with milk, you probably should like this too. Texture sounds gross though. I don't know. Like you get you get it all like soggy and everything. I guess you really got to get after it. Like the moment you pour that thing on, you really you got to start then eating and you got to there's a shot clock on that. You got a time limit on, on when, whether or not you can take that thing down. I 5 minutes. 5 minutes of it being soaked in that milk seems like it'd be gross to me. Absolutely gross. All right. Baskin and Phelps on the U.S. Open. The end on 18 when they let everybody run onto the fairway. Yeah. You want to talk about, like, I was getting nervous for Clark. Like, I all of a sudden that if he had any kind of, uh, if he's claustrophobic in any way, oh, man, my stomach was getting yeah, tense but you know what? Him. They do that at the British Open or well, the Open. As they call it. Yeah, so, but this isn't the British Open. You know, the people it's are the fighting US to get through. Well, so what? Isn't it cool? Um, I liked it, but man, it put the pressure on. The other thing I didn't like, this is where we were talking about the amount. I mean, I, how far was that last putt he hit to, to win? Five feet? Maybe it wasn't even that far, was it? Four, three feet? What do you think it was? What do you think the winner was? I mean, it was a tapping. The, the lag uh, putt. It was a little he, more than a tapping. Oh, though. that lag putt he had was fantastic. I mean, it was. I mean, he just walked up and kind of just. Yeah, I know, but I'm what? just saying, and I know that anybody who's on any professional tour should be able to make that with their eyes closed. But I was like, what happens if he lips this? And, yes, and then we got a yeah. playoff. They were saying it was within 17 inches. That's what they, 17 inches. So, yeah, I mean, Menegan was right. It's a tap and there's no doubt about it. But I, I do understand Baskin's point as well. It's a little nerve wracking. And, and when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, you practiced your entire life winning those junior tournaments and every other tournament you've ever won to get to that point right there so that you don't let a bunch of fans wreck you. But it would be fascinating at a tournament that was ridiculed for not having a massive amount of fans and not having the energy and not having the feel of a major tournament because the Los Angeles golf club, they didn't, they ended up selling it to a bunch of like sponsors and it just, it had a very, it had a very, we're at the Super Bowl vibe to it all, which is we're not really watching or paying attention to the game. We're here because we're elitist and we got invited to this. It had that vibe to it, and it was not packed the way that it typically is. It'd be interesting if, if that ended up costing Wyndham Clark the tournament in the long term. That would have been a fascinating turn of events. 
didn't happen because he's a pro and pros don't miss 17 inches, whether they're blindfolded or whether the people were on the green itself. It wasn't going to happen, but it's fascinating to think about. All right, we go back to the morning show. It's Ken and it's Lima on People That Grill. I got to give people credit. Like you people that are either in the industry or want to be in the industry of making food. Smoking meats. Smoking meats. Uh, whatever it is, they not only do they have opinions on barbecuing, like we have opinions on sports. You want my opinion. We yell about it, but then me and you, I think we're reasonable. Like we'll then go, oh, that's interesting. That was a good call. I disagree with that person. That's a good call. Barbecuing and and any of the stuff involving a flame. I want people to do the same thing. Like when whenever you talk about like, hey, is this year going to be the last year, Nick Chubb? Mm-hmm. And people, I can't believe you guys are talking about this. Yeah. I want some. I can't believe you guys are talking about charcoal. Yeah. I cannot believe you guys would would have the time to waste our time and talk about charcoal. It's the condescension, yes, that that gets me. So I don't even want to tell people about my barbecuing because, or or my grilling. The minute they see my grill. Yeah. There's an opinion on it. So doesn't matter what grill you have, by the way, because you're going to find detractors no matter what it is. Oh, oh yeah. that's how you prepared your chicken? Oh, no, because I told you. That's how you did it. I told you, like the guys who spend a lot of time on their lawn, you can make an assumption, and a lot of times it's actually not true, but you can make an assumption that they don't want to be inside with their wife. Yeah. And I think it's also the same thing, and I'm going to make this assumption, the guys who want to grill all day long and smoke meats. i got to watch this. i got to... Because you want to be, if you're uh, having a bunch of people over. going to take at least 12 hours. I can't wanna, be expected to do Do you want to sit there and set up chairs and set up tables and put up tents and do all that stuff? No. You have meat to watch. So you can sit there and keep your eyes on great big pieces of meat all day yeah, long. Yeah, not your children. You yes. You spritz it down got, every hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then spritz. you become obsessed with that because it's a way to kill time and you ain't got to do any of that stuff. Anyway. And so, basically have cans of beer attached yes. to your and so my bro- the two of them just need hobbies. Can we just be honest about it? They, the two of them need hobbies. How are you attacking taking care of your lawn and grilling as you not wanting to spend time with your wife or your family? Are you kidding me? You ever have a hobby and you just take joy in doing something nice and having a, a fun time learning about things and, I don't know, enjoying it? There's, there's a lot of enjoyment in mowing your lawn and taking care of your lawn. I had a great time on Sunday. My wife was like, what do you want to do? I want to go mow my front lawn is what I wanted to do. And I put it in diagonals this time so the, the striping kit could really showcase the, the different lines that I put out there. I had a great time. It wasn't me being about away from my wife. It was just it's, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun taking pride in things. Those two need a hobby, man. That's, that's all this comes to. They, they need a hobby. A lot, of, a lot of people like to smoke uh, different sorts of uh, meats and everything like that. And it's not that they're 12 hours away from their kids. There's pride there. You're like, you learn something, and then you got to make it, and then you could make it at a level that maybe it wasn't as close to the barbecue spot as down the street, but you got it pretty close. You got it pretty, pretty close. And for someone that's an amateur, that's a pretty cool thing. I don't know what hobby I would get those two, but I want to get them a hobby. All right, next up, we go back to afternoon drive. It's Nick and Dustin on Ty Lue. I hope Ty Lue's legacy is the thing that ages the best in the minds of Cavs fans. Because he deserves the second most credit for that title. 100%. And by the way, I'd say more than Kyrie. He did a great job. I mean, guys, he got he got Kyrie to lay off the uh, conspiracies and play basketball and win a title with LeBron. If LeBron gets the kiss for that, if LeBron gets that, 
Oh, he won with Kyrie. Nobody else has won with Kyrie. Damn skippy. Uh, Ty, Ty, Ty Lue deserves some credit for that. Yeah. You're right. He, he reined those guys in, got them to play together, and won a championship. And I'm just going to say this. Give me Ty Lue in a year. I, I was going to say the same thing. Like, like, I, like, if this don't work out, JB, come on home, Ty. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, honestly, I don't know in a year's time. And I think as long as Donovan's here or you get a player for Donovan this offseason or next offseason that is the level of Donovan, if Donovan decides he wants out, as long as the roster looks as great as it does right now with the amount of upper echelon talent, you're going to be a job that people want. But, man, I don't know you can do a better job than, than getting Ty Lue back next offseason. If that's the case, if JB right. doesn't take the step forward. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, hell, I don't know any of the other guys. All the names that might be bigger to people because the Clippers haven't been great recently. Or, sorry, they just haven't performed up to the expectations of winning titles with uh, Paul George and Kawhi. I would say that's more to do with Paul George and Kawhi than it is to do with Ty Lue, but neither here nor there. You give me Ty Lue or any of the guys that were fired this offseason? And that even goes to like a guy like uh, uh, Ime Udoka, who I right. think is probably going to – I think he's going to be a star. I th- he was on the cusp of being a star in Boston before he got fired for off-the-court issues. If he can just stay clean off the court, I think he's going to have Houston in a perfect situation. I'd still take Ty Lue over Udoka. We talked about it at 7 o'clock. I'll get to it at later in the 10 o'clock hour as well. I just I don't feel like – I felt like we went a little overboard with Ty Lue today. I like Ty Lue. Ty Lue was great. Ty Lue was not the second most important player, person, people around the Cavs for that finals win. Or gives, what do you say, the second most credit? I just, I sorry, I have, I have a lot of people I want to give credit to above Ty Lue. I would take Ty Lue over J.B. Bickerstaff, though. I agree with that. I'm taking Ty Lue over J.B. Bickerstaff for sure. For sure I am. But I feel like that take was birthed by the idea that you don't like J.B. Bickerstaff. Or at least you don't believe J.B. Bickerstaff did a lot of the things that Ty Lue did. And I feel like, although that might be fair, I don't think we should prop up Ty Lue in this instance in order to try to make it more apparent just how badly J.B. Bickerstaff didn't achieve his goals last year. All right, leave that there. We'll come on back. We'll get to your phone calls at 216-474 to below 92. Mary Kay Cabot talked about Elijah Moore. What are your expectations for Elijah Moore? It felt like it was Elijah Moore hype-up day. Everyone spent the day talking about Elijah Moore. Can he be a number two? Dare I say, can he be a number one for this Browns offense? We have to take the, you have to do something with Amari Cooper. You got to do something with Donovan Peoples-Jones then. Which one can he be better than? 216-474 to below 92. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.